Welcome to Breaking Paradigms, a podcast where we talk about global perspectives on spatial planning in practice and theory, by Constance Frech and Sarah Kouchy. In this episode, we want to talk about planning education and the presence of international theory and practice within our curriculums of spatial planning. When we were thinking about creating this podcast, we were talking about our interests and our privilege that throughout our education, we got to know a lot of different perspectives on planning. We are two educated women with plenty of experiences at different universities, but we noticed something throughout. No matter where we got, planning theories, which were taught to us, primarily came from the North. For example, within my studies in Shanghai, I noticed when we were discussing city cultures and spaces, planning and market economies, or even urban sociology, most of the theories, but also the examples, came primarily from Western cultures. While only a small number of topics like landscape planning did include Chinese theories and examples. However, overall the impression of the international curriculum was very focused on European and North American paradigms. Nevertheless, we were wondering if it was just our own confirmation bias at play or if there was some substance to it on a global scale. So we asked our colleagues and teachers around the globe about their experiences and opinions. My name is Markus Tomaselli. Currently, I'm head of the Institute of Urban Design, Landscape Architecture and Project Management at the University of Technology in Vienna, Austria. I studied at the same university. My name is Dilara Mehrab Arif. Um, I did my bachelor in urban and rural planning in Bangladesh at Kulna University. Um, and afterwards, I did my master in special planning in TU Dortmund, Technische Universität Dortmund, uh, in cooperation with Universidad Austral de Chile. Um, so it's a joint joined degree master. My name is Stephen Goldsmith and I am an associate professor in the College of Architecture and Planning at the University of Utah. I run the Urban Ecology undergraduate degree program within that college. I also serve as the executive director of the Center for the Living City. The Center of the Living City is an American nonprofit organization that we created with Jane Jacobs before she passed away in 2006. And our focus is on um, community engagement, on inspiring action among citizens all over the world to take care of the places that they love. I am Hussain Vagji Purwala. Um, I'm from India. I studied my architecture back there in India. Then I practiced architecture for like two, two years and something. And then I joined a research fellowship where um, I was also teaching and conducting a small uh, independent research project for a year. Then I joined my master's here in urbanism, uh, in advanced urbanism at uh, the Bauhaus University in Weimar and also the town planning, town and country planning in the Tongji University in Shanghai. And uh, I am currently planning to pursue a PhD uh, here at the Bauhaus University in Germany. The geographical origin and the predominant theories of my education, they have been mostly influenced by German and British authors. 
at that time, internationalization was not really part of the education and it was not really a topic. Even the Erasmus program didn't happen at that time. There was no European Union that Austria joined in the 80s. So uh, a lot changed to this topic in our education. And nowadays, I would say in Austria, uh, we have a global approach least in the Institute of Urban Design. We have a lot of uh, lectures, a lot of modules in the master program and especially a lot of design studios that focus on international urban development. And this is very different from what I know from Brazil. In Brazil, the focus is very much uh, influenced by American and less of European, mostly French, and British, I would say, uh, approaches. The Brazilian education in planning is a technocratic education. It's focusing on technical aspects, it's focusing on uh, the administration, the legal situation and the technical aspects of urban development, while the architecture is mostly influenced by well-known international stars and, of course, the Brazilian superstar Oscar Niemeyer and, of course, also Mendes da Rocha. So, speaking about the geographical origin, I would like to start from my bachelor degrees when we started studying the history of planning and all the history of planning we studied were mostly Roman history of planning and then, like, the ancient history of planning... Um, we also learned a little bit about how the cities in the Greece were, how eventually we started having water pipelines, sewage lines, but they were all based on um, civilizations developed in Europe. And eventually, when the modernization started, there were a lot of histories um, on garden city and high-rise cities, grid iron pattern, which were mostly based on either United States-based um, planning theories or European planning theories. And it did not change very much in my master. Uh, during my master, although we were looking at different um, patterns of different geographical areas, it remained, the ideal situation remained the same as what is it in the European cities and putting that in standard, how different cities or I would say European cities or um, US-based cities. I would not even mention um, North American, but um, so that was like the standard theories of planning studies. So in my planning studies, I have not studied any of the Indian subcontinent theories, honestly, neither in my bachelor nor in my uh, master. Um, so as a trained planner, if I am asked to implement any theories, I cannot implement or put into consideration anything from there. I, the only perspective I have is because I belong there, because I have the perspective in my head and I have worked in the field level. That's why I have the idea. However, I, um, I realize that these theories have now become more anthropological theories or like 
archaeological history, whereas I think there is this distinction between planning studies and a linkage between what, what was happening anthropologically or archaeologically or what are they finding out. I think there is a scope that the planning studies could try to look into a little bit more. However, I kind of also feel it's not only the lack of theory, but also um, the willingness to have such theories in place. Um, working in international development now, I also see um, the lack of representation of diverse culture. A lot of people who are able to work in the so-called head offices are people like me who had the opportunity to study abroad and have us have like a so-called standard knowledge of how it is here or how it is done in the Europe or Western world. Only they are allowed or are thought to be um, qualified enough to contribute. So the lack of representation is also an issue. So I think all of these kind of contribute into it. So in like in total, of course, I have not studied any of those theories. All I know is from history, from my own perspective, from my own interest. So, yeah. Well, my studies actually are rooted in a particular project in a particular neighborhood. Um, my study actually studied as a practitioner, not as an academic and not as a student. So my studies began by understanding the complexity of transforming an underserved, high poverty, high crime area of a city um, through all of the zoning processes that I had just discovered, um, zoning and policy and finance. So my work was very much around um, uh, sort of a homegrown way of understanding what planning was. It was only later when I did a fellowship at Harvard um, that I began to understand uh, planning from a 30,000 foot level as opposed to an on the ground, hammer in hand, um, maps in hand level. Um, and the way that I think that it's changing um, since I started doing that is that I think there's a lot more attention being paid to the community-based and participatory planning at that grassroots level. Um, because planning that is done well is done when solutions are uh, born from a place. And as Jane Jacobs said, um, cities are for everyone when and only when they're designed by and for everyone. I think that's a change, um, much more of a grassroots bottom up as opposed to a colonial top down. So um, when talking about the, the, the exchange of planning education in, in different uh, uh, cases in different contexts in geographical locations, uh, it's it's kind of uh, debatable because um, these and it goes hand in hand with globalization and what we also like currently are like studying or looking at theories, the recent ones, is usually a result, like the profession is a result of globalization and the theories are a response to that, uh, to, to the idea of globalization. And I think that that's also brings in this very important question of uh, 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 because we are looking not at contextual theories, but uh, uh, reading Harvey and reading um, 
uh, theories of uh, uh, even in terms of practice, we are looking at the same models of globalization uh, in terms of structures, in terms of science, in terms of industries. So like real estate, you have uh, uh, real estate is one of the biggest thing that affects us as a city, uh, as, a, as, a, as, as a city professionals and and so, so this, the idea itself comes, uh, the idea of housing, for example, why do we have the same issue with property or, 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 or these things are itself, these structures belong to the, to the Western countries and, and they come along with globalization. The idea of having land titles to, to a plot of land, they are there along with the globalized economy to run it smoothly amongst everybody. And uh, I think maybe maybe it's I wouldn't say it's it's good, but maybe it's, it's most of the theories and research work that is built up is also built up either as a result of that, like to support that, or as a response to it, to to the whole idea of globalization um, that we sort of uh, uh, try to portray a different vision or a different version of a society. And it's kind of in that uh, field. Even in architecture, when we were, uh, all the theories uh, have always been Western. Uh, we always study the same theories. We study Bauhaus school. We study the Chicago movement. We study the Russian Revolution also, um, and we study all like all the humanities part also comes from the West in in our education always. What we do in the education side of this in my institute, in the institution that I've been teaching in for 13 years, is we change the undergraduate degree program from a degree in urban planning to a degree in urban ecology. The reason is, is that if practitioners can understand the real physiology of a place, the interconnections of a place, they are, yes, social spaces, they are economic places and they are environments um, that include our sister species, they include our water, they include our air, they include all kinds of elements that comprise that environment and we see them as an interconnected ecosystem and how responsible we are to try to balance those, um, heal those, repair those ecosystems, um, do no harm to those ecosystems in many cases. If a student understands that is a physiological approach um, and often rooted in a love of place, the connection, that, that, that appreciation of a place. We can find better decisions together. We can um, remove ourselves from the overly technocratic way of planning spatially and or in some cases what they say planning for the smart city into hopefully planning for the wise city. In the beginning, um, when I was not able to think um, out of the box, I felt um, it was the standard. And in fact, um, while planning something, we always um, kept mentioning how we are not doing very well as we are not being able to um, um, standardize our planning approaches according to the theories and in many cases we were studying how these theories put into practice were not being really successful and 
uh, working in my professional field in physical planning, I, I have always struggled putting the theory into practice. That's true. Um, we studied why um, certain planning in uh, um, Delhi did not work, like the gridiron pattern or Le Carbuzier's garden city, why it did not work, because we know it does not work um, word by word in um, or like case to case. You cannot just replicate. We know that. But um, still, we do not see any any theory in place that kind of takes the case studies into account and comes up with an revised theory. I think there is still missing and everyone agrees to that all the time when they talk about these areas. However, at the same time, I kind of feel coming from an Indian subcontinent where we had almost the oldest civilizations where we had roads, social centers, educational centers, and all these things. Um, and we learn them in our schools, like primary education, high education. You learn about your history, but you don't see those histories putting into theory and globally studied. Um, this is something I always felt like, why is this like this? But eventually, I realized probably there is not enough research going on or the funding opportunity of such studies is not interesting to the donors maybe or whoever is funding. That might be one reason. So I always try to find reason why is this not happening. And in the end, I find it's no one's area of interest and it is always easy to have like a standard of which is followed by the whole world and diversity is not always easy. Yeah, so that's that's how I feel about the lack of diversity in planning theories. Uh, let's start with uh, Germany uh, when I was studying here. Um, we did get to learn, uh, I mean, uh, working on, we, were, we had a studio project in Ethiopia itself. So we did get to learn what happens in Africa or how it happens right now. And we were also critical of what we were supposed to do. That's what we were being asked to do as a studio. And it is, but it is at the same time, it is important. But uh, just on the skills part of it, yeah, you just do it because you uh, get the skills to do it and you have the thing. But at the same time, we were critical of our approach of what we are thinking, what we are doing, then you take the context out of the thing and then you just like, okay, this could be done anywhere. Um, in terms of uh, best practices, uh, I would say um, not really that much because I think I think we do, we do uh, advanced studies in a very stressed out way. I mean, like this is courses, 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 do this, do that and do that. And it's, it's it's sort of it's much more in China than here, um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's it's like uh, you don't actually get the time until you take a break, and it's like okay, let me just look around, and then you get to know uh, what's happening. Uh, so yeah, I think that that is what we have done. Like I took a break uh, in China, and then I I now I had the time, so I get to know more in Germany itself, and we keep uh, moving that way. Uh, but 
uh, through the education itself, you get this idea. I think there were two differences. In, 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 in Germany, uh, we started working on international context, which was quite nice to get. I mean, I would have never known, I would have never even been critical of Ethiopia, of doing what we were doing without actually doing it. Um, so that's a good beginning. That's a good start for me to, to understand the context of Ethiopia as well. Uh, in case of China, I find it a little strange because um, for China, it is, I, I, I felt that way and I think a lot of other international students also feel that way. In many cases of these, uh, how do you say, uh, the, the, the studios, the projects, the research work is more of an advertisement for them, for, 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 the, for the Chinese things they have. It's not a really a critical look at things, but it's more of a, oh, look, we made the waterfront. Oh, look, we made the, the fancy building here. And it is kind of, um, and that comes down into the classroom, which is very, which is very, uh, a little, uh, like if you be critical about it, um, it's not looked upon in a right kind of way. Um, so, so the critical element that uh, we get here, even though we do it, and then we are still critical of it, is different in China. Uh, and yeah, so that is what I find. Uh, in India, we were not really exposed. I mean, it's 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 on the students you try to look at, but we're not really in the terms of education really exposed to to too much of uh, international experiences in that sense. For us nowadays, the internationalization is, uh, I think, the basis of urban design education. The global uh, urbanization process that is now going on and uh, that leads to, in a few years, 70% of the world uh, population living in urban areas is a global topic. It has international uh, agenda and it has a impact on uh, the livability of our planet. So we cannot localize it to a certain cultural hemisphere or a cultural context only. We always have to see it as an international topic that is influencing millions of people all over the world in a, uh, in a similar way according to the topic of climate change. And this leads me uh, to the basis of our education, of my education approach, of my uh, planning ideals, I think what we now have to focus on is with uh, certainty the fact that we have to keep our urban areas livable places. That means we have to focus on heat island effects, on uh, water problems, we have to deal with energy uh, topics, with sustainability, also with, of course, urban farming in a certain way, uh, would call it more urban, urban agriculture because it needs to cover the needs of millions of people, not only of a small neighborhood or some interested uh, groups that uh, do urban gardening. So that needs a totally different approach to what we understand as an urban environment and uh, what we see in urban environment nowadays. For 
First of all, uh, before even beginning what affected my planning ideals, I must admit that um, all the planning studies I'm talking about is definitely not out of context. All planning theories, they try to focus on the well-being of the citizens, well-being of the people, like ensure the health and safety. So this is something we cannot deny that these theories are really focusing on. The only aspect I felt is a little perspective is necessary to put into place. Um, and what affected really my planning ideals is I cannot, when I started implementing, I the main, my ideal theories were not possible to put into places because every country is different. When I talk about even um, my study in Germany, Germans have their own uh, special planning feature. But when I started my study, my, our professor said that actually there, there were case studies we were studying which said the planners cannot really change much. You cannot change how people think. So this, this idea actually affected my planning ideals that I don't that is, I don't just look at what the theory says, but try to put the social, economic, and also the um, cultural background in place. I would appreciate when, when people or planners plan something that they do not forget the context, who they are planning for. I think uh, I have sort of understood the way to connect things. Uh, in terms of like now that I uh, I I read that I mean plan cities are not made by planners like you, you don't just sit and make a city or, or something right um, and actually through the engagements through the studios through what we have done it was never about uh, the width of the road or never only about the width of the roads and the size of the plots or, or stuff like that no we never discussed in that terms but we're more like what does it mean to have a city or, or what do you uh, understand as an economy of the city or what do you understand as a social life of a city and I think so yeah uh, the the usual suspects in these cases are the same books that we all sort of read uh, the Henry Lefebvre and uh, uh, others uh, at the same time I think that's 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 a good thing because I, I've seen people uh, I've seen like planning schools uh, which are just focused on creating plans or just talking about how and at the most they would connect the real estate industry to that i started to get comfortable in the idea of connecting the the varied theories and the varied things that exist into a space so i'm trying to get into that mold as a, as a, and i believe that that would be a good uh, uh, way to understand things uh, discovering it myself for a while now so it, it is kind of nice to just feel yourself and know what you are actually doing and having to having everything around to understand it so I think that is what I'm currently experiencing as a professional planner I think that there needs to be a great deal of humility that comes to anybody engaged in planning work and if we do use places beyond our own campuses, and I think that our campuses can be great laboratories, especially for undergraduate students, 
That would also be true, I think, for graduate students. But um, because solutions grow from place and we can see the successes and the uh, disruptions that might happen on a campus, depending upon the, the kind of campus that is, that growing from there and then giving students an opportunity to see the kinds of challenges that are met in other places, such as rapidly urbanizing places in Ethiopia or in India, um, to give, I think that that can reinforce a sense of humility. I think it can also reinforce the dangers of colonial planning processes. Um, and uh, by changing the scale, changing the context for a student who has not had their eyes opened wide to the complex interconnections of planning through um, economics, through environment, through social structures, um, their eyes can get open much much wider. I would like to just add one more aspect is that while studying and working in different countries uh, for say Bangladesh, Germany, Switzerland or Chile, all these countries where I have worked for, worked or studied in, I have realized young people are really interested to learn more and learn hands-on experience and it's not different if that person comes from which ethnicity or west or east so i think the planning education should uh, consist more uh, of field level activities and that considering not only the same country or the same region maybe a different area um, at the same time less desk-based theoretical approaches. So I think it's high time we start thinking and also not forgetting environmental aspects, how using different um, materials can affect. Um, so yeah, this is something we should not forget. <laughs> of course, this just showcases a limited sample as only a small number of universities are represented but we see this as an opportunity to start a conversation. So please share your experience. How would you answer the questions we put in the description of the episode? Please write us a comment either on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website, breakingparadigms.org. Thank you. This was Breaking Paradigms by Constanze Frech and Sarah Couchet. Be part of the conversation. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and at breakingparadigms.org. If you like what we do, consider supporting us and join our Patreon community. Content and editing by Constanze Frech and Sarah Couchet. Sound design by Tidak Barroso and Florian Frech. <laughs>